0: Welcome to the Ditch the Suits podcast, where we get real about the stuff no one in the financial world wants you to know about. Learn how you can better manage your family's wealth while protecting it from financial exploitation and so-called financial advisors. Here's to your financial awakening. Welcome your hosts, Steve Campbell and Travis Moss. Well, welcome to another edition of Ditch the Suits Podcast. Steve Campbell here with you. Today, we are wrapping up our three-part investment mini-series. In part one, we talked about this idea that a lot of investors face a dilemma right now, They're seeing what's happening around the world. They're reading news headlines and they're wondering, what in the world should I be doing with my investments? Whether these are in the stock market through a workplace plan like a 401k or a 403b, or if you have an IRA or a Roth account, you may be wondering, what should I be doing with my investments? So in part one, we just add context to the idea of why do we actually invest and what is the purpose behind it? Because when you put purpose behind something, it adds context to what we're trying to talk about. In part two, we talked about this idea of, BOMO investing, the fear of missing out. And we beg the question, do most financial advisors actually know what they're talking about when it comes to investing? We give you 13 questions that you can ask your current advisor or somebody that you're thinking about doing business with so that you can know that you know that they have a prudent process and are somebody that would be worth doing business with. So if you miss those 13 questions, go back and listen to episode two. In this last one, though, we want to talk about how people... Are wondering what investments should or could i be making in 2021 do you know if you go out to google and you search of the best investments of 2021 there is a litany of headlines out there nine best long-term investments uh seven best ideas to make in 2021 what does all this mean is it actual real information or is it hot garbage how can you tell we want to add some context to how to make sense of some of these articles and what you can do with them Because at the end of the day, the financial services world is really just one big marketing consumer-driven agenda where they are trying to get business from you. So we want to empower you to understand how do you know if a professional is really working in your best interest or they're just out to get a quick sale. So we hope that this three-part mini series inspires you to at least take action, to do your due diligence. Uh, As always, if you haven't already, please subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review because you never know how your review can inspire somebody else to become a believer. As always, thanks for stopping by. You only get one shot at this thing called life. It's your money. It's your life. We want you to live it to the fullest. Thanks for being our guest. Stay tuned. It's going to be a great episode. So we've laid the groundwork for why we actually invest. We've given the definition of what it means to invest. Then we talked about the idea that as an investor, the industry can prey on this idea of FOMO, the fear of missing out, and why you would want to work with Advisor ABC because they can give you the insights that nobody else can. Is that real? We gave you 13 questions to to start asking and putting your advisor to the fire because it's your money and it's your life. But we also want to talk about, at the end of the day, we all go to this thing called the internet uh, to get information as to what we should be doing, especially when it comes to our investing. And we wanted to maybe share with you some of the most well-known popular headlines and tags that have come up when you search certain things. So Travis, let's turn it right over to you, partner. What's some of the best things that we found from the internet when we looked up what to do with my investments?
1: I think the internet needs to subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> See, <laughs> so I, I I was like okay, well if I was just if I was just somebody thinking about invest, maybe I got an inheritance. I want to invest. What which I do? So I, I googled. I literally googled investments I should make in two thousand twenty one because that's What'd like a, a whole can of worms. I got and so you know you come up with the these well written kind of catchy headlines. They do it on purpose to try to get you to tune in. But yep. nine best long term investments in 2021. Mm. And so I'm reading through that. This is like one of the very first things that comes up in the headline. And all these ones, these top headline ones, I mean, they're they're legit like financial publication type of stuff, right? Sure. It's not like some guy in his basement. Well, maybe some guys in his basement writing them for them, but it's like they're legit name brand sources yeah. of information. So they're branded. And I get in there and it says growth stocks, stock funds, bond funds, dividend stocks, small cap stocks. Those are all the same thing. They're all stocks. Right. What it's like, okay, so you should go invest in stocks, is what they're saying. Growth stocks is the opposite of kind of the opposite. Of, but it, any stock that you buy, don't you buy the stock with the intention of the stock going up in price? That's so if you're going to go and invest in a company, you only invest because you think the company's going to make you money. Yep. Whether I make money from a dividend, whether I make money from growth, or whether I make money from both. So basically, they just said buy some stocks, which is kind of broad, don't you think? Buy stocks. It's October. You should buy some stocks. Sounds pretty good. IRA CD. I'm not certain what IRA CD, like what that actually is in the investment vernacular. But it sounds professional. Right. So, so like, number one, an IRA, like, that's not even an investment that's a tax code. That's, it's not even a type of, it's not even an account. It's a code that an account gets so that the IRS doesn't tax you until you take money out. And a CD is not an investment because it's a contract with a bank. You don't, you can't make more than the contract says. That's not an investment. There's no risk to it and there's no upside to it. It is just a flat. This is what you get. So, Really well known organization, top on the list, IRA CD. That's where you should invest your money. Neither an IRA is an investment nor a CD is an investment. They've said on there about five times you should invest in stocks. Okay, what stocks? They basically said all stocks. All right. So what else did they say in there? Robo advisor platform. We were laughing about this before the, uh, you know, in our warm up here. How do you invest in a robo-advisor platform? Are you, going to, are you like going to buy part of the robo-advisor platform? Or are you talking about opening an account at the robo-advisor and putting money in the account and then the account could pick some investments for you? Yeah, because what, what does that even mean? If you're in any profession
0: and you're sitting at your desk and you're really good at what you do and somebody hands you a list of things that you should think about doing in your job, you know what's crap and what's good. Because you'll read something and go, I don't even know what that means, right? And it feels like you read some of these articles. And if you don't know what to look for, it all sounds, yeah, why don't we go get an IRA CD? I mean, that sounds good. And now you begin to build a narrative to go find this thing that isn't even real. Or you hear robo-advisor, and that's kind of techy, right? That sounds hip. Well, yeah, I need to get a robo-advisor
1: platform. But, but at the end of the day, what, what does that even mean? Well, it says, it says nine long-term, best best implying that these are the best long-term investments. Bond funds and IRA CDs, even if you want to strip off the IRA, just go with CD and just say, okay, let's just use CD. If, if you were to somehow categorize that as a long-term investment, that would be the worst long-term investment you could possibly buy hmm. because you will make less than inflation long-term. Same thing with bond funds. If you buy bond funds in a historically low interest rate environment, you're going to get killed. Right. Long term. Those are not long term investments you buy right now. Like it, 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 it doesn't even make any sense. But even then, bond funds, that's what a bond fund is, is I give my money to another investment manager. They go out and buy investments for me in the bond market. So it's, 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 it's you know, your head's spinning if you're an actual investor because you look at this and you go, okay, where do I get that robo advisor? Yep. But what do you do with it? Uh, seven best investments to make in 2021. So this was the second article. Build your cash reserves. Not an investment. Nope. Cash reserves are not an investment. Cash reserves are cash reserves. Stocks. Stocks other than tech stocks or the S&P 500 index. So back to the other one. They said growth stocks, stock funds, dividend stocks. They basically said all stocks. These guys are saying stocks. They said stocks and then stocks other than tech stocks. So basically just stocks. Pay down or pay off debt. That's still not an investment. Nope. Um, that's a budgetary thing that you should be doing anyway. Not an investment though. Launch or accelerate your retirement savings plan. That's not an investment. Nope. That's again, budgeting. I put money in my retirement savings plan. Inside of my retirement savings plan, I can buy an investment, you know, or invest in a fund that makes investments for me. Just launching and accelerate. That's not an investment. Invest in yourself or invest in the side So I get this all the time. Client will come in and say, "I want to. I want to buy a rental property because I'm gonna. I'll make some money on the rental, and this is, you know, this is good. So they buy a rental company or a, not a, rent, a rental property, and they're making, let's say, you know, five hundred dollars a month off of it. But they're doing ten hours or twenty hours a week worth or a month worth of work. So they essentially got themselves the job. Is yeah. what they did because they have to do the work to make the money. So that's not an investment." Yep. An investment is where I give you my money. You go make me money and you send me back profits. Yep. Investing in yourself, I, I invest in myself. I put myself through school. I still have to go get a job. Right. I still have to work to make the money. I didn't, I treated myself. That's not what an investment is. An investment is, is I gave somebody else money to make money. They make money. So now they give me a cut of it while I'm off doing my own thing, like going through school or making my own money in my own job. hmm the best ways to invest your money in 2021, they did the same thing. They said index funds, small cap stocks, blue chip stocks. So basically all stocks. They said SEP is so a little different than IRA CD. So that's just, if you're self-employed, you might be able to do a SEP, but that's not an investment. That's a tax code. They said traditional IRA and Roth IRA. So they threw in three different types of tax codes that aren't themselves actually investments. So if I'm an investor and I'm trying to get into investing or trying to make sense of investing, I can totally see why you are, would be so super confused when you're thinking the best account I've ever, the best investment I ever had was my 401k. Mm-hmm. Because the, the people even writing about the industry don't even delineate the difference between an actual investment and some kind of product. Investing for young adults, best investments to make in 2021. Debt, we talked about that. Retirement investment accounts, we talked about that. Health savings accounts, You might be able to buy funds within that, so you might be able to get investments within it. But the health savings account itself is not an investment. ETFs and mutual funds are essentially the same thing. They're stocks. In most contexts, they might be bonds too. But they're, you know, you're you're buying a, a basket of funds. Right. Self-directed investment. I love this. A self-directed investment platform. You know what that means? That means that you just pick your own investments. You don't. That you're not investing in a self-directed investment platform. You're investing in stocks or bonds or whatever you're buying through it. They have the robo-advisor or the robo-platform again, money market and CDs. Those are not investments. Uh, short-term bonds, not an investment. Alternative investments. Okay, so somebody doesn't know anything about investments. They go buy, it, they go out and they buy alternative investments tend to be the riskiest investments. But they didn't say which ones. Like, hey, you should buy limited liability partnerships or something like that. They just said broad category of alternative investments. So the whole point here is, You go online, you say, online, give me some advice. And you're literally, the whole first page of Google, at least, is garbage. I mean, there's like nothing there you can do with that.
0: So we'll let you in on a little insider trading tip that the financial services industry has mastered the ability to say absolutely nothing, but made it sound like you said a whole lot of stuff. And you found that out reading these articles right every article is named the best right headlines mean everything if you had seven decent investments to make in 2021 probably wouldn't read it right but you hear the best you're assuming that when i click on this article i'm going to get some information that is going to help improve my life by making good investments and what you find is it's a lot of just fluff, vanilla, not even accurate advice. And so here you are coming to try to get some good advice, to empower your life, to make good decisions, to invest money in a good way. And you find that it's really hard to get that kind of advice. So as you start to then unwind some of this, Travis, then what are some things that why people are coming to the internet? They really want advice. They want to make sure that they're doing the right things and doing okay. So how can they begin to know if they're even doing that?
1: So... The next level down from that, if maybe you rearrange the words or you search or something, you might come across sites. And, and this is more mainstream media too, that you're going to see this, where you actually get some investment recommendations. So they'll actually start to tell you, buy this stock, buy that stock, you know, buy in this industry or that industry. I think people need to think about if you were to go to a doctor, your CPA or your attorney, if they give you bad advice, can you sue them? I mean, that's why there's malpractice insurance, right? It's one of the reasons why healthcare is so expensive is because of malpractice. But yes, you can. You can sue them. They have the information. They know what they're talking about. So if they give you bad advice, you could sue them. Yep. None of the stuff that you're finding online or on TV or on the radio, you can't sue any of them. Because mm-hmm. they're not your advisor. They're just throwing stuff out there. Why? You almost will always find some type of gimmick associated with it tune in to the TV channel because of advertisers, Yep. right? Buy my newsletter. Get my book. Call me up and I'll teach you how to make this certain type of investment. And by the way, they represent the investment platform or whatever. So most of the advice that you get that you're going to see out there, whether it's those articles, the seven best things you should do in 2021 or whatever, or Here's the hot tips that you can't live without. Think about what it is. It's overpromising. It's outrageous. And it's intended to create FOMO. We talked about FOMO last time. Yep. It's intended for you to think, I'm really missing out. Like, if I don't get on this, if I don't do this, and I've had people do that before. I need an IRA. Why do you need an IRA? Because I need an IRA. What are you going to do with it? I'm just going to open it, put money in it. But what are you going to buy in it? I don't know. I just need an IRA. Yep. <laughs> it's like, whoa, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to a car dealership. I need a car. What kind of car do you want? I don't care. I just need a car. <laughs> Here's the most expensive car in the lot. That's worth nothing. Okay, great. It's a car. I'm going to buy that one. So how do you, what do you do about that? You know, we talked a lot about interviewing questions, stuff like that, but you just realize that there's storytellers out there. There's people who want to get you excited uh, about stuff so that you feel like you're going to miss out so that you'll make it emotional. You'll pull the trigger, yep. right? You'll, you'll, you'll get involved. The secret I think to investing and and investment advice in general, 90% of the time, it's super duper boring. (laughs) And there are no shortcuts. It's really boring. When the market is just kind of hanging out, you don't need to do stuff. You don't need to find the best idea. If Anything you find online, if it's the best idea regarding investing, you are too late to the party. You know why? Because everybody's always there ahead of you. They're trying to get you to do whatever is the opposite of what they're doing because that's how they make money. Any investor who wins, wins because somebody else loses. Hmm. If I want to buy low, I need you to sell low. If I want to buy, or if I want to sell high, I need you to buy high. Yep. So when these people are on TV or wherever, and they're trying to get you to buy into stuff, who's going to benefit more? You or the person or the party putting that information out. I think every now and then, maybe you find a benevolent source that is just trying to educate. Yep. In general, they're going to stick to education. They're going to stick to understanding the principles and the fundamentals and teaching you how to look at things. Not necessarily give you an out and out, do this one, without some kind of FOMO kind of approach to it. I see a lot of investors all the time who think that they need to, you know, if if the markets, they look at their statement, they call up and say, well, we didn't do anything this, this week. Yeah, so? Well, the market's down. Yep. Well, what are we going to do? Nothing. Why? Because none of the, your investments should be sold right now because it'd be selling low. In fact, we're getting ready to buy more. What do you mean you're getting ready to buy more? Well, it's not low enough to buy more. We still think it's high. So we're going to buy more if the price continues to go down. And, and people just think that there should be more being done. There should be more secret smoking gun because everybody's, you know, heard the success story of so-and-so bought Amazon before it was a big deal or so-and-so, you know, put money in Bitcoin and, and then it went up and they made all this money. I don't want to miss out on that. Yeah. You don't hear about the millions and millions of people who put money in at the wrong time and it went down and they lost everything on that trade. They don't brag about that. People don't brag about when they lose money. They brag about when they make money. Yep. And you know what, you know, just because somebody's a home run hitter doesn't mean you got to be a home run hitter. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's way better to have a better average, you know, so 90% of the time it's just going to be really boring and you have to be patient. That's the secret. So all this stuff online that you find, it's, it can make interesting reading, but, you know, understand they're trying to get you to click on it, or they're just trying to get you to, you know, follow up with some ancillary service to it. It's very rarely some kind of benevolent source for really great information.
0: And it's not, you know, clickbait, right? They, they get yeah. you with the TV commercial, you know, they get you to go to a website they, they build you up all the way to the point that you think you're about to get the information. And then it says, click here to subscribe or click here to pay us some nominal fee to get the answers. And all of a sudden you feel hoodwinked because you're like, I just want to know what I'm supposed to do. Because again, at the end of the day, you're trying to make sure you're doing the right things with your money. That's really why you're searching these things. You want to make good decisions. You're typically not doing it because you're reckless and wild and you just don't care You're doing it because you're hoping that this is information that's going to help you take a step forward financially to get to the dreams that you envision in your mind, right? And I feel like so many people are trying to get the quick answer as a means to kind of escape the current reality that they're in of feeling like maybe things aren't the way that they thought they would be going at this point in their life. Maybe they were a late saver. Maybe they made some bad financial decisions along the way, and they're hoping that this is the investment or the thing that's going to you know, catch up for all that time and the things that you're trying to do. But as you'd said, financial planning is really a process uh, to help you understand, well, what are you trying to do with your money? What are maybe the uh, self-sabotaging things that you're doing that somebody can come alongside and point out to you? But there's some other things that we talked about. In the last episode, we said, you know, having an understanding of not only what you own, but I think a big part of it is what are you paying for what you're getting? Some of the easiest ways to start saving money is being able to justify, if you're overpaying for a lack of service and you make a simple change to put your money with somebody else that's going to pay you a commemorate fee for what they do, but it's going to put your money in a better position, that's as good of an investment decision as actually buying a said investment because you're aligning your money with somebody who's working in your best interests to bring it back to what should our financial plan is showing us to get you to that road to financial freedom. But if you are just going to the internet to get a hot stock tip or to do something or the only time your advisor ever calls you is because they got the new idea of the day and you don't know what questions to ask, what is this going to cost me if I do this or why should I do this? As you said, 90% of the time, investing can be boring over the long term because what we're really saying is if you're younger and you're planning your career, you're probably not going to touch this investment money for 30, 40 years. So the the, the short-term swings, are they important and do they matter? Sure. But it's I think it's how you come out of those as much as what's setting you up for success down the long run. And so many people will uh, tout as financial advisors, you pay me because I protect you in the downturn and I help you make money when things go well. Well, I'm going to put it to the test and go back and look at my investment statements when things didn't go well. How did you do? And then when the market did well, how did you do? If at both states you did absolutely nothing, and then I I'm paying you $20,000 to do nothing, shoot, dang, sign me up for that job. That's not too bad. So at the end of the day, what are we really saying that we're trying to get? And that's why I always bring this back, you know, and whenever I, my portion comes up on this thing, what are you really trying to do? And then how do you create a way of knowing if you're on the right track? Because at the end of the day, we want you to buy good investments because those good investments are going to help you do the things you want your money to be able to do. Take that vacation of a lifetime Pay
1: for your kids. Find the college, freedom.
0: Find the free. That's ultimately what we're trying to get to. Could one good investment help you get there a little bit quicker? Sure. But if you don't, first of all, have a good understanding of how you look at money, how you talk with your spouse, how the two of you make decisions or don't make decisions together, how to save on your taxes, how to make sure you're using your work benefits right. Sometimes we get the priority or the thing completely mixed up, and we focus on the root versus how do we actually plant a good garden of good decision making? How do we plant good seeds that can blossom into something beautiful? We want to focus on the one apple hanging on the tree, right? So I think this is really helpful for us uh, to think about you know, driving the why, what are we looking forward to? And then how do we, when we see information, know if it's trash or it's something worth looking into? So I know we've we've spent a couple of episodes here talking about investing. Anything, Travis, that you want to finish up with before we conclude?
1: No, I think we've, you know, investing, there's, there's not a shortcut, you know, if you, if you want to get good at it, you have to learn about what it actually means. If that's not, if you're not in that situation where you can do that, you don't have the time, you don't have the interest, you don't have the acumen, then you have to hire somebody who can do that for you. Mm -hmm. And just like anything else, you know, if you hire a bad contractor, you're going to have bad results. Yep. you use these tools that we've talked about today you know, we talked about in the last one, spider senses and, you know, that kind of stuff, like use that. Don't just settle for good enough because somebody's there. Get quality. There is quality out there. Get it. Put the time into it. Even if, even if all you do is spend a ton of time interviewing and finding the right party that really, you know, talks the talk and actually walks the walk, that's fine. Let them become your investment expert then, but get somebody who is not just running around trying to collect assets, and you're just a a, a check mark on their belt. There, you want to actually get that value for what you're paying for. Otherwise, don't don't bother. Throw it in your mutual fund and close your eyes and hope, because you got a better chance.
0: Yep. Well, and if this was your first episode that you stopped by on, just know in part one of this investment series, we talked about why why do we invest and what is investing. So if you missed that one, go back. It will add context to this one. And then in part two, we talked about. How to get around the idea of fear and missing out, and 13 questions you can ask your current financial advisor or one you're considering thinking of hiring so that you know exactly what you're getting into and what type of arrangement is being set up. Uh, But as always, it's your money and it's your life. We're just trying to give you some things to think about to inspire you on your ultimate road to financial freedom. As always, we appreciate you uh, stopping by. And until next time, thank you. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to this entire episode. Uh, We hope that this information has inspired you and empowered you to go out and live your best life. But let's be honest, you might have a question or two about some of the things we talked about today. If this is you, Travis and I are here to help in any way that we can. You can reach out to us and follow us on social media on Facebook at SeedPG. You can send us an email, uh, info at seedpg.com. Just let us know in the email. This is in regards to Ditch the Suits, a question or topic you might want us to cover. Or you can visit our website, which is seedpg.com. That's seedpg.com. Head up to that right corner, fill out that contact us button and just let us know in the comments that this is in regards to Ditch the Suits. If you have a question, a series of questions or anything we can do to help you on your journey to financial freedom, Travis and I are here to help. So again, it's your money and it's your life. You only get one shot at this thing. Our job is to make sure you get the most out of it. Thanks for being our guest. And until next time, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Ready to Ditch the Suits? Remember, it's your money and your life. For more information, visit SeedPG.com. That's SeedPG.com. If this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. And be sure to share with a friend.